Very black. That's what I'm talking about. Big up. La 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 la. La 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 la. La 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 la. This is Unmuted Nation with Alex Hayes. La 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 la. La 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 la. This is Boss FM. Happy Tuesday. Welcome to the nation. I'm Alex Hayes. Now it's about to get started, man. So much happening and, um, the modified schedule that's going on, y'all. I wish I could tell you. I, I, I don't, I don't know. So we're here today back and we're live 844 unmuted 844-866-8833. Breaking news, uh, happening just in the last hour. Uh, the DA in North Carolina, um, that's been involved with the Andrew Brown Jr. case saying that the police shooting justified all of them, all of those shots, all of that was justified. We'll talk about that coming up in the hour. Plus I have some additional uh, news that we're following. It's, it's dry, right? I, I'm watching, um, everything that's going on. I'm, some of my favorite evening cable news shows. I've been off cable news. Let's, we're going to talk about that too, because I've been off of it for a minute and I'm totally <laughs> okay with my colleagues at other networks just talking about UFO, UFOs. Um, which I, the mentioning of UFOs, it like we're somewhere between ET and men in black. You know, like, what the hell? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, we'll talk about that, uh, in a little bit. And I, I want to bring that to the forefront. Um, we'll even dive into why UFOs are a thing. I'm like in the Twilight Zone when Mike Pence came out and announced the sixth branch of the military, the United States Space Force. Gene, things that I just don't understand. Uh, you're not going to make me understand. Now, there's a commission that's coming together to discuss January 6th, the, uh, Minority Speaker of the House. Uh, he, I mean, he's not a speaker because he's the mi- minority. But the House Republican leader, uh, Kevin McCarthy, does not support the commission. But who cares? Uh, we all saw it. And they don't even believe that it happened. Um, so, I mean, you know, I, I, you know, I, I'm really good at playing devil's advocate. I don't know if I have it in me, but... <laughs> Continue to talk uh, about that. My girl Val Demings planning to run for the United States Senate against Marco, little Marco down in Florida. We'll talk about that as well. Uh, and you know that we are all happy to see him go. I got tons of stuff, uh, plus things that are going on in our own community, right? Um, that's, that's where we go. We'll talk. I also want to talk to you about some shows that were canceled. Really upset about ABC canceling for life. Uh, so a lot of our shows, we had a really modified, if you watch, uh, television, especially on network. I know most of you just binge, but if you, if you're catching shows that came back sometime during the pandemic, a number of them are ending this month, uh, and they'll be gone. So modified seasons. No, we didn't get all 22 or 24 episodes. Uh, but we'll have to deal with that. Um, and so I'm following all of this for you and, uh, we're going to kick this party off. Okay. 844-UNMUTED. That's 844-866-8833-UNMUTED Nation on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, and I'm back with you in six minutes, about six minutes, uh, right here on the only boss I can talk to you in our one. Welcome back to the nation and happy uh, Tuesday to you if you're just tuning in. Now, uh, this is what we do. If this is your first time listening, this is, you know, what I ask you to do is share it. So if you're listening in the Boss FM app, that's the easiest way or on one of our partner radio uh, networks, uh, share this feed or tell somebody to turn on the station or the channel, whatever, wherever you're listening. Uh, I want people in this conversation because uh, it's still happening and, and we're, we're still quiet about it. But let's talk about it. If you're listening on the podcast, all you got to do is share it, post it, uh, tag people, say, hey, this is my new favorite podcast. Tune in. If you're on the West Coast, I'm live at 10 a.m. Pacific West Coast, United States PST uh, on the East Coast, 1 p.m. Eastern. It goes down Monday through Friday right here. All right. Let's get into this and talk about uh, Andrew Brown, Jr., who was gunned down in front of his home. Uh, many of you know this story. Many of you don't because it did not get the traction. Uh, it happened in the midst of so many other things happening at the same time. Andrew Brown Jr. was shot 
we, uh, just a week after uh, uh, the the death that we had by uh, Officer Kim Potter, uh, she gunned down Dante Wright in Minneapolis, ten miles away from where George Floyd's uh, murderer was being tried. Right, all of this happened within the same time period. Uh, North Carolina sheriff's deputies were justified in their fatal shooting of a black man in April, a district attorney said on Tuesday. District attorney Andrew Womble said Andrew Brown Jr.'s actions caused deputies to believe it was necessary to use deadly force. I, I'm gonna, I'm coming right back to that. Okay, Brown ignored deputies' commands to stop and began to drive his car directly at one of the officers. Womble told a news conference. Now, keep in mind here, I'm giving you these facts. If you're coming into this dry, you're coming into this conversation dry. You haven't heard anything about it. You don't realize, or you don't know, um, that uh, uh, a local judge has denied uh, the the release of this. Uh, body cam footage right so the family has seen it initially they only saw 18 seconds of it um the attorneys of, of the family no one has seen this body cam footage the family demands that the public should see it uh we know that there are two hours of footage the family only the judge only deeming it necessary for uh the family to see 18 minutes of it not saying that the the not saying that the other two hours is irrelevant but What's the apprehension with this? You know, what's the what's the problem? Um, District uh, Attorney uh, again, Andrew Womble said that Brown Jr.'s actions caused the deputies to believe it was necessary to use deadly force, um, and uh, he said that the first shot fired at Brown's car went through the front windshield, not the back, as was previously reported. Deputies attempting to serve drug-related search and arrest warrants shot and killed Brown outside his Elizabeth City home on April 21st. Now, while they were there to serve these drug-related search and arrest warrants, it's important for us to note, and for me to bring this to you, that Brown had no criminal history, no record at all. Three deputies uh, involved in the shooting remain on leave, while four others who were at the scene were reinstated after sheriff said they didn't fire their weapons. Seven deputies showed up at this man's house. So picture this. You are a black man living in this country with no record at all. Seven police officers show up at your house. In the climate that we live in, I'm assuming that I'm dead. Right. There's no one for me to call. There's no way. And my knee jerk reaction is to run because while safety and, and, and American America has really worked to make the narrative, uh, one narrative of police officers and peace officers, meaning safety and signifying safety for so many of us, that's never been the case. So you show up at my house uh, with seven police officers uh, to serve a drug related search and arrest warrant. Um. He was shot multiple times. Uh, four officers who did not shoot were on leave. They have been reinstated. The other three remain under investigation and on paid administrative leave. Now, an independent autopsy released by the family found that Brown was hit by bullets five times, including once in the back of the head. Lawyers for Brown's family who watched body cam footage said that it shows Brown was not armed and that he didn't drive towards deputies or pose a threat at them. So now you see why we need to see the body cam footage. Lawyers have seen it. The family has seen it. Uh, the DA is saying that he drove towards the officers. The lawyer and the family saying that is not what happened. Womble has previously disagreed in court saying that Brown struck deputies twice with his car before any shots were fired. The sheriff has said his deputies weren't injured. Uh, so what do you think? The shooting sparked protests over multiple weeks by demonstrators calling for the public release of body cam footage. We've been calling for it here at the nation. While authorities have shown footage to Brown's family, a judge refused to release the video publicly pending the state investigation. Okay, so this is a, a developing story. It's still developing. Uh, separately, the FBI has now launched a civil rights probe of this shooting. So there's eyes on it, but there's no, no eyes on it, right? One of the reasons that I think a judge would step in and say, I don't want in this area or in this climate to release this body cam footage because look at the country right now right i could see the argument for that but when there's a clear discrepancy of what a da is seeing 
And what a family is saying in footage, that's one of the reasons that this footage is so crucial. Let me not be the one to remind you that the reason that we ha we need body cam footage is because the police cannot be trusted when it comes to black bodies, black around bodies in this country at all. They cannot be trusted. They are not trusted. It's not something that we can lead with what they say because they've often lied. They falsify reports. They do all sorts of things that cause us to wonder uh, why we value our safety in their hands and that's that's where we are today we sit here and we wonder uh why and so you're wondering why i'm wondering why these are the questions that are on the table and these are the latest developments um in the andrew brown jr case we're following it here at the nation i want your comments i want your thoughts 1-844-866-8833 unmuted nation on twitter and instagram now if you're following uh what's trending on the black news alerts app another app that i think that you need to have in your arsenal if you don't have it Get it? <laughs> like news alerts is available in your app store. Um, uh, some of the trending uh, alerts, and I want to talk about these mask mandates because I haven't talked about it. Y'all are y'all are pissing me off with this, right? Um, <laughs> we we just it it is not aside from this this country being a trailer park. We just think, we we just can't we can't pull it together. We we can't pull it together um we we just we just can't um this one is interesting i'll talk about this i'm going to come back and talk about uh young giuliani running for mayor in new york city an interesting race and then i want to talk about the mayoral race that's happening in atlanta uh, why it's one to watch and why we need to pay attention maybe we'll even talk to uh to some of those as well um a florida teacher is on leave for uh, a black for a black lives matter flag uh, learned that she was fired in a YouTube video. Now, this Florida teacher who was suspended after refusing to remove a Black Lives Matter flag from outside her classroom at Robert E. Lee High School. <laughs> this is, I just, oh, you know, this is one of those, usually I'm coming to you with full preparation. This is one of those that I did not know the full details. I knew that the teacher was removed. I understand Yana, you know why they didn't want her making political statements in her classroom, though Black Lives Matter is not a political statement. It is a fact of truth. That's something we talk about all the time. But she teaches at Robert E. Lee High School, for God's sake, which I don't know why a black person at this time... It, it, I mean, I know it's hard to come... There's plenty of jobs out there, but I'm not working at no damn Robert E. Lee High School. I'm just not doing it. Because I'm not able. I'm not able. I'm not available to do that. I can't do that. Uh, she learned that she had been fired from a YouTube video. Can't, 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 can't. Amy Don Donofrio uh, watched a video of Florida Department of Education Commissioner Richard Corcoran speaking at Hillsdale College, a private conservative school in Michigan. Corcoran used Donofrio as an example of curriculum oversight and critical race theory and announced he had fired her. Uh, Cochran told the conservative audience, I'm getting sued right now in Duval County, which is Zach Jacksonville, because there was an entire classroom memorialized to Black Lives Matter. We made sure she was terminated, and now we're being sued by every one of the liberal left groups who says it's a freedom of speech issue. But contrary, now, I can't believe... I can't believe this. It's Florida. Uh, contrary to uh, Corcoran's claims, Duval County Public Schools told the Jacksonville Times Union that Donna Frio is still an active employee within the school district. The employee is assigned to paid non-teaching duties. Donna Frio had previously been suspended for several allegations in March, but failed to disclose what those allegations were. The Southern Poverty Law Center sued the school district for violating her First Amendment rights. The SBLC officials say in the wake of Cochrane's contentions, additional issues have now been raised. Ms. Donna Frio was devastated to learn from Commissioner Cochrane's public statements of the decision to terminate her employment, even though Duval... County Public School still refuses to provide Ms. Donofrio with any details of the alleged misconduct for which she was told she was being investigated. Um, that decision has been made by those at the highest level of Florida's Department of Education before the DCPS investigation is even completed uh, and shows that the depth of the retaliation and deprivation of due process and free speech upon Ms. Donofrio's lawsuit against the district is based. According to Cochran, a classroom that teaches Black Lives Matter or what Cochran has labeled crazy liberal stuff justifies censorship and the fire of teachers. Now, Donna Frio first put her Black Lives Matter flag outside of her classroom after Reginald Boston was killed by Jacksonville Sheriff's officers in an undercover operation in 2020. Boston was a former member of the EVAC movement, which helped 
change the language around Jacksonville children from at risk to at hope, a subject that is important to the language arts teacher. She also gave a TED talk on it in 2017. The school district claimed Donna Frio violated a policy of political speech by hanging the flag. However, she contends Black Lives Matter is not a political issue. Uh, and you hear that here? I say it here, you know I believe it, and I stand on that. Uh, she says, here's the thing, it was our flag, me and my students, and I knew what it meant to them. They're processing these racially tumultuous times and to remove a symbol of their humanity and safety for a non-policy-based reason right after our school had a meeting to debate whether or not the leader of the Confederacy appropriately represented them in name of the school. No, it's wrong. Um, and so she says, why didn't I remove it? Because we in education constantly lecture kids to do the right thing even when it may cost them and we have an obligation to walk that out ourselves my type of teacher I had a few of those and then I had a few of those that would have been rocking walking and marching right behind Robert E. Lee okay trendy stories we got some of them out of the way when I come back I'm talking about Demings running against Marco Rubio and T.I. and Tiny I've been trying to stay away from this for a long 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 time but the LAPD has launched an investigation into uh, tip and tiny for sexual assault. Uh, when we come back, I got more on that. We'll talk about policy in your mask, why it's important or not important for you to wear it and, uh, how we can move forward, uh, and have, uh, the best year, uh, with our black asses. All right. Unmuted Nation continues in a moment. 844-866-8833. Unmuted Nation on Twitter and Instagram. I'm back with you in seven minutes right here on the nation. Welcome back to Unmuted Nation. Uh, let's get into this Val Demings running for Marco Rubio or against Marco Rubio. Uh, m many of you know him as Little Marco. Didn't even know his last name was uh, Rubio because of that last asshat that sat in the uh, White House seat. But Florida Congresswoman Val Demings, who's one of my favorite politicians in in, in our in our current climate, uh, someone that really speaks truth. Uh, to power is planning to run next year for the U.S. Senate seat currently held by Marco Rubio. According to a political report, Demings had considered a run for governor of Florida but decided to pursue the Senate. A high-profile member of the House of Representatives, Demings was once on President Joe Biden's shortlist of potential vice presidential candidates. You'll remember that reporting uh, in the fall. Now, Demings is 64 years old. She's a Democrat and she also served as the police chief in Orlando. She's also the city's first black woman in the role and her support of law enforcement while opposing systemic racism makes her a strong candidate against the two-term Republican Rubio, who's 49. Like, you couldn't say that she was she hates the police or she wants to defund the police or she wants to take the police out of the suburbs. You can't use those scare white women tactics when she was the chief of police. Uh, now she's really going to draw a huge contrast between who she is and how she represents Florida versus Marco Rubio and who a lot of people uh, just you know feel about the two now she was among uh those on a recent zoom call with uh she was on a recent zoom call when she talked about her uh plans to run and uh, we are following these developing details now um uh, an unnamed senior advisor to Demings has said that she's become increasingly frustrated with Senate Republicans and their obstruction, but who hasn't been, right? Uh, recently, uh, Demings was in a class with Jim Jordan of Ohio, Ohio, who attempted to add an irrelevant amendment to a hate crimes bill last month. She accused Republicans of supporting law enforcement officers when it's politically convenient to do so. According to the advisor, conservative opposition to President Biden's COVID relief bill pushed her over the edge. Uh, 98% and uh, 98.6% change. Um, oh, there's, I'm sorry. Um, my reporting is all over the place. Uh, I'm trying to, I, I got it. 98%, there's a 98%, 98.6. Why did they choose that number? That's the, that's the healthy number when you've got a healthy temperature, right? There's a 98.6% chance that Demings will challenge Rubio for the Senate seat. Uh, the report notes that as a bilingual candidate in a state where many Hispanics vote Republican, Rubio will not be easy to beat. 
However, Governor Ron DeSantis has also signed several bills making voting in Florida more difficult. Uh, we know what's going on in the voter suppression going on down there. If Demings is successful, uh, she will be the third black woman to be a U.S. Senator, uh, with the most recent being Kamala Harris. Right now, there are no black women in the Senate at all. So, um, <laughs> let's get behind Val Demings. Uh, I got more of the nation coming up. Plus your thoughts about what's happening with Andrew Brown Jr. I'm going to read them live. And of course, if you want to submit your comments, comments at unmutednation.com. If you can't get through the lines, 844-866-8833. Unmuted Nation on Twitter and Instagram. Stay with me. All right. Welcome back to the nation, man. We're still talking about things that are trending and uh, so much is happening. Oh, oh man. I'm, uh, um, it's, I got a lot going on in my, in my own, in my own personal life, right? In my own, can I, can I, can I, can I just be me for a minute? So, there's a couple of, th- you know how you realize things about yourself later in life? Uh, A, uh, and, and sometimes, and this is, this has nothing to do with looks, cause I think we all live in that, that semblance, into where you, sometimes you look in the mirror and you're like, damn, is that my mom? Is, is, is that my dad? I, if I put on a suit, I look like my dad every damn day, every single time. And I, it, it's, it, I look like him so much. I don't put the suits on because I'm like, I can't be looking like this man all, the, all like for, for my own sanity. But then when they start manifesting, like you become them in those moments, <laughs> do you, what, like, what do you do? In the moment that you feel like I I have become my 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 my, my daddy, I'm my damn daddy. Oh, I'm my not only am I my daddy's son, I I I I'm him. I'm him. Are you not concerned? Because I am. I am. And I, I gotta check myself, but I find myself also checking people like my dad. Right? He's unapologetic. Don't take no and my mom either. So you kind of get it. Damn, I got a whole family of people that don't don't check people. Yeah, I just, you know, I'm dealing, I'm, I'm dealing with myself. And then it is, I'll I, I move this into masks because I told myself I'm going to wear the mask for the rest of my life because people are nasty. Well, let me say it so y'all understand it. People is nasty. Okay. People is just nasty. And right. You see how many people just started washing their hands because of the pandemic. You know, I don't, I don't walk into a house and not expect hand sanitizer right no one walks into my house and the first question is where's the hand sanitizer right now i want the sanitizer and the soap right but you're gonna come in your house i i i and i now that i'm thinking about this i can I'm, this is feasible for me to provide you with a moist towelette okay i can give you something to wipe off that grit that pollen before you sit your ass on my couch i want you to be clean coming up in here all right so i really feel like you know, that's where I was. And so then last week, the CDC lifts the mandate for wearing a mask if you're vaccinated. I live in a place with a lot of vaccinated people, but a lot of you don't. And you know, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm really off my call out game, but Atlanta, like really please. So, and then some people are like, I'm not getting the vaccine because I feel like everybody's going to get it and I don't need it. That's on you, right? That's on you. Like, it's a 99.8% chance or 99.2% chance that you won't get it. And if you do get COVID, then you will have mild symptoms and be asymptomatic. Uh, but I don't know a reason to tell you to get it. Otherwise, like, the I think the reason, reason the CDC did this is because they wanted to put people that chose not to get the vaccine at odds. Like, you're the one that can't come in. Not people not wearing their masks, but you're, you, you're, you and your non-vaccinated ass. And while I think there's, oh, you know, all this Republican outrage about, about government overreach and they shouldn't get involved in this and the government shouldn't make you, the government is not going to do it, but private businesses have the right to deny you and your bringer of the plague ass not to come in and sit in their restaurant, breathe on their bartenders, or yell at their waitresses and waiters, right? So that's their prerogative. You're not going to come into my, my Marshalls or my TJ Maxx, wherever y'all shop and start yelling at my, my, my cashier who's vaccinated, uh, while you've got SARS. <laughs> joking but you see what i'm saying like so that's where we are um with crowds right i it's not about covid 
that's that's what I've come to realize. Me not wanting not to be around a COVID, I mean a crowd, it has an, it, it was motivated by COVID, but it has nothing to do with me getting COVID. It's that I don't want to be around all these half bathing, non leg washing, uh, non hand washing people. I'm just awakened to a reality that I was not awakened to before. So here we are. And I, yeah, here we are. <laughs> it's, not, it's not a good place to be. Where, where are you on wearing your mask? Are you going to continue to wear it? Were you happy to hear that it was lifted? 844-UNMUTED, uh, 844-866-8833. <laughs> more, more of the nation continues. And, um, man, uh, yeah. All right. Also come talk to you on our Hi, welcome back to the nation. Oh. Okay, catch me if you catch me if you want. Um, let's do this. So I, I want to get into Ti and and and, and Tiny. Uh, I when it comes to stories from the hometown, you know it gets you. And I, I want to give you. I'm gonna give you solid sources, and then I'm gonna give you a little mess from the blogs, and then I'm gonna give you some mess from the streets if I got enough time. Uh, but can we talk? Yeah, that was me off 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 key. But we, we need to talk about this, okay? So, let's do it. This is, and I, I, I've been looking, I lit, uh, I wanted to see what the Atlanta Journal Constitution was reporting, that the hometown paper for the city of Atlanta. I wanted to see what some local Georgia papers were saying. Um, I wanted to see what the New York Times was saying. I wanted to see, you know, what, what B. Scott was saying. This reporting from the Atlanta Journal Constitution, um, Take it like you will, and and, and we'll talk. Rapper T.I. and his wife, uh, Tamika Tiny Harris, are under police investigation in L.A. following allegations of sexual assault and drugging. The LAPD confirmed to E.T. that there is an active event investigation, but did not provide any more details. People is also reporting a confirmation from the LAPD, um, as is the Daily Beast. Now, New York lawyer Tyrone A. Blackburn is representing 11 accusers, including eight women who say they were sexually assaulted, drugged, or kidnapped by the Harrises or one of the couple's employees. Three other clients, including a male, have made claims that the couple has hurled terroristic terroristic threats at them. Now, one of these victims has accused the couple of drugging and trafficking her in Nevada, California, and Florida over three days. Blackburn said in an email to Vulture in March. Now, that victim has retained Blackburn as her legal representative. All she wants is justice, and she uh, intends to fight until she gets it, says Blackburn in a lawyer uh, to the da- uh, in an email to the Daily Beast. Okay. Now, on the other side, a lawyer for Ti and Tiny told Vulture his clients continue to deny, in the strongest possible terms, these. Scurrilous, scurrilous. This is a T.I. word. Uh, you know, um, <laughs> scurrilous, uh, and that took me off, uh, and ups- unsubstantiated accusations. Thank you, my brother. Uh, thank you, my brother. All right. Uh, the Harrises have not spoken to or been contacted by the LAPD. The LDPD, the Las Vegas Police Department, or indeed any member of law enforcement from any other jurisdiction in the country. Uh, and that is Steve Sato, who is representing the Harrises. He continued by saying, even assuming the story in the Daily Beast is close to accurate, it appears that the LAPD accuser has chosen once again to remain anonymous, thereby preventing us from being in a position to disprove or refute her allegations or even examine them. So this this bodes an interesting question, and um, it's it's a question: <laughs> Should accusers be able to remain anonymous when accusing uh, assailants of violent or seditious crimes, like? You know, like if, if you're an accuser and you feel like you will be retaliated against, right? We talk about this in the workplace, but we don't talk about it um, enough as a community. I don't think we talk about it or we even have this conversation or even go to thinking about, right? Like, uh, it's going to take a lot for this person to admit what really happened. Or even let me place devil's advocate here, right? Uh, males that are sexually assaulted. 
there's not ever been a climate or there will never be. I mean, I can't say, let me not say there will never be because there's a lot of things changing under, under the sun on this, on this planet that I live on that I was born that they told me nothing new was on. N- there's nothing new under the sun. Things change all the time here. Uh, but you know, how difficult is, is it for a male accused of sexual assault or uh, that uh, not the male that's accused of sexual assault, the male that's been sexually assaulted to publicly state that to police or want to be uh you know and, and even though he's not my t- favorite person he's no one's favorite person terry cruz uh was in the news for this specific thing right he said that he was assaulted and he felt like the only reason he was able to come forth was because of his platform um you know do you instantly believe you know there there was a semblance during the and i don't know where you are as at people you know i believe women but there was a there was a consensus during the hashtag me too movement where people were i believe women and i believe this and i believe that do you believe anonymous women and if you really believe women um is that without conjecture Right. Is that is that without fact or without stipulation? Is this a blatant belief? And is that blatant belief afforded to people that are accused falsely? It, and the answer is no. Right. That's a question that I'm giving you. It's a rhetorical question because there's not a right or wrong answer. Uh, people uh, some people go by their guts and some and some people have full reason to believe what they believe or how they believe and then in other instances not so much right so uh, i think you know it's open for interpretation um the harris's attorney continued and says meanwhile although we now appear for the first time to have the name of an accuser who supposedly filed a police report with the lvpd we have uh, absolutely zero details about her or her claim earlier this year blackburn sent five letters to authorities in both california and georgia that detailed his clients claims against ti uh, which you, we, I mean, y'all know his name is Clifford Harris and Tiny, whose real name is Tamika Blackburn confirmed to the Daily Beast that he has spoken to two offices and has begun preliminary conversations surrounding his clients' claims with them. He declined to name which offices he was speaking with in order to preserve the integrity of the investigation. He says, this is very sensitive and I do not want the Harris's to get off on a technicality because I may have disclosed something prematurely or because something may have gotten out. Blackburn told the Daily Beast that for me, the goal is to get justice for these women hands down. This is not about money. This is not about clout. Now, one side of me understands his perspective and the other side of me says that i'm going as far as i need to and then another side of me says why do we know all of this information this scrupulous information and all of this detailed information without detail and i know you just paused right there because i just paused right there because the truth is half of the time we really don't know right we are hyped up to believe things based on a trailer and let me that's in layman's terms right based on a technicality and or something that we saw and yeah I, i think it's something else um you don't know right we don't know so we have to choose who we believe and i think I don't know that I think that it's fair for society to put us in those positions to that, that that we have to make the decision and we have to be the ones to just double down and say, this is only what I believe. We all come from different communities, different cultures, different environments, and we have different belief systems. We have our own realm based on knowledge and and, and the fact that we've been educated. Um and I think all of that kind of plays a part here. We're following this story. I will continue to follow this story. We have to move into the next hour because I got more, a whole hour left of Unmuted Nation. Uh, stay with me. I'm back with you in a moment. Back to Unmuted Nation. Uh, of course, uh, my number 844 Uh Man, people are not cool with this um, Andrew, Andrew Brown. Andrew. Andrew. Wow, Alex. Um, Andrew Brown Jr. nonsense. Um, I think it's so frustrating, right? Because um, it's like a half step forward, 40 steps back. 
Uh, and I, I think that's what's so frustrating about, uh, uh, frustrating about this. Um, Lorenzo is on Twitter. He says, boycott Elizabeth City, boycott North Carolina, uh, and their Confederate asses. Burn shit down. Shut that shit down. Andrew Brown Jr. was murdered, tried, convicted, and executed by police. Shot down like a runaway slave or race program victim running from bur- the burning house. I, now I will say that he was absolutely they tried convicted and executed that man by the police and he was definitely shot down like a runaway slave Lorenzo you're spot on there uh, with that uh, Miss Perfectly says the decision by the uh, Pas- Pasqualtank County DA that the killing of Andrew Brown Jr. was justified has once again prioritized the theoretical harm of cops and theoretical white pedestrians over the very real harm done to a black man and it is unacceptable I can't say that better uh, your thoughts your comments 844-866-8833 I'm unmuted nation well the show is unmuted nation on Twitter and uh, I'm Alex unmuted uh, as we kind of ha- go into uh some of the the changes that are happening uh in the climate that we're in i want to talk about uh what's happening uh with in congress as far as january 6th and the commission that came together uh that says that what happened on january 6th um should be investigated right uh the republican pushback to that the few that opposed it mostly in the house not in the senate initially said well we need to go into back into the unrest and probing into the unrest of the black lives matter like they the black lives matter has been investigated by the fbi right it is a method out it it, it like um antifa specifically is an ideal it's an ideal. It's not a movement. It is not a terroristic group. It's not a threat. It is, it is an ideal. It's not like the KKK, a physical organization, uh, that was created to kill, uh, lynch and murder, eradicate the black, the black community. That's like, that's literally what they were created for. When it comes to an ideal like, um, I mean, you know, so anyway, Kevin McCarthy, uh, the House Minority Leader, is now vocal because while he was paying attention trying to oust Liz Cheney last week, um, the Senate passed a commission that said that they are going to investigate January 6th. He was blindsided, didn't even know what they were talking about. Kevin was so checked out. He was so into being up Donald's behind he had no clue and he was like oh they, they can't do that oh oh i i oppose that so now he's coming out and he's making a statement and he wants in but it's too late kevin you're out um <laughs> house republican a leader uh, kevin mccarthy said tuesday that he won't support a proposal to form an independent bipartisan commission to study the deadly january 6th insurrection at the u.s capitol almost e- certainly eroding gop support ahead of a vote and positioning his party as opposed to investigations of the attack McCarthy said he wanted the new panel to look beyond the violent uprising by supporters loyal to Donald Trump who were trying to stop the certification of President Joe Biden's election. McCarthy pushed to have the new commission also investigate other groups, namely BLM, uh, that protested police violence in the aftermath of the death of George Floyd. But the thing is, if you investigate, go ahead with it. Like, I'm with, go ahead with the damn investigation. Investigate why Black Lives Matter. Like, that, that's really gonna bode well for history right y'all are doing a great job with this repairing the record because like investigated the aftermath all of the aftermath as the result of a man killed by a man who had his knee on a black man's neck for nine minutes and 36 seconds investigate that shit do that do that for me kevin do it do it Kevin goes on to say, given the short-sighted scope that does not examine interrelated forms of political violence in America, I cannot support this legislation. McCarthy's opposition all but ensures this week's vote will have less Republican support in the House uh, and dims its chances in the evenly divided Senate, threatening the bipartisan commission's chances as Democrats say it is essential to reckoning with a violent attack that interrupted electoral count. It's also history. It should go into the history books. The GOP 
leader's dissent comes as some other Republicans have started to downplay the severity of the attack, further aligning themselves with Trump. Uh, I told you about the House hearing last week where the man was like, there was no insurrection. They were just walking through like tourists. I've never seen a tourist do that. I didn't know that's what tourists do. Maybe, I mean, like, maybe I'm the one that's out of it, but like, what in the, what, what, like, who sets you on fire and then says, oh, you're not on fire? Who does that? Like, who does that? I think it's insane to watch. It's insane to be a part of. This is an insanely ridiculous country. And I say that moreover, um, I just, When we come back, we're going to take another break. Uh, I, I talked about doing in the last hour. If you missed that, uh, either rewind, grab the podcast, uh, or make sure you tune in live. Andrew Giuliani, the son of a former mayor, Rudy Giuliani, is set to run for a governor in New York. We'll also talk about these races, races, if I have time, happening in New York and Atlanta. I want you to be a part of that conversation. 844-UNMUTED. That's 844-866-8833. Unmuted Nation on Twitter and Instagram. I'm back with you in a moment. Welcome back to Unmuted Nation. Andrew Giuliani. You know, if my last name was Giuliani, I wouldn't be running for shit. (laughs) You know... Alright, so let me, like, let me put it on the human level, okay? Alright, so, you know, like, if you, if you live in a small town, or let me even take town out of it. You go to a small church, a family church, a church that's been in your family for years. You know, everybody know everybody. When somebody in your family does something that's embarrassing to the entire church and to the family, and all of that is going on, where's the last place that you want to be? Like, where's the last place that you want to be? about it where's the last place that you want to be because <laughs> i'm honest with you if my family has embarrassed me the last thing that i want the last thing that i, I want to be a party of the last thing that i want going on like the last the last thing i don't want to be there if there's somebody that and and it goes back like these days have changed right somebody's having a baby somebody's having a baby it's not all about where like oh my lord jesus she don't step down she don't step down it's not about that anymore but like yo your dad gets cheating on your mom and the whole church found out about it you don't want to be in there for six weeks maybe six months hell going going to another church i'm not doing this your father is under investigation sir for uh and he's going to jail in in his old age for fooling with donald trump he's going he's going to jail that's where he's going um Giuliani, the son of former New York City Mayor Rudy Giuliani, announced uh, today that he is seeking the Republican nomination for governor of New York, potentially setting up a battle with third term incumbent Democrat Andrew Cuomo. My thing with this, while Cuomo may not may lose, uh, Giuliani, you won't be it. He, I saw an interview with him. I, it was on, on a local show here in New York. And he basically was like, I'm double downing on my four years of uh, loyalty and support to Donald Trump. And I feel like New Yorkers, like, no, we don't want any of that. Okay. And I speak as, as a citizen. We don't want any of that. Uh, Giuliani versus Cuomo. Uh, holy smokes. It's Muhammad Ali versus Joe Frazier. The 35 year old Giuliani said in an interview with the New York Post. Arrogant much? He also posted that video on Twitter saying, we're looking forward to saving our state. We're going to work our butts off. And I'll tell you what, we're going to have a lot of fun doing it. Giuliani served as a White House aide under former President Donald Trump, as I told you, and has more recently been a commentator for the conservative network Newsmax. He has never run for public office with his ugly mom. He came first came to public attention at uh, Giuliani's 1994 mayoral inauguration when the seven-year-old Andrew mimicked his father's gestures at the podium and repeated some of the words. The spotlight ceiling antics were lampooned by Chris Farley on Saturday Night Live. Giuliani was recruited for the golf team at Duke University but sued the university in 2008 uh, saying he had been improperly cut from the team. Sounds like a bitch. Duke said the cut what's what's wrong with me today? Duke said the cut was based on bullying behavior which Giuliani denied and the lawsuit was dismissed in 2010. Giuliani Giuliani, that alright he was there when his daddy's federal 
agents raided his daddy's home and uh business last week uh because he served as trump's personal lawyer the younger giuliani told reporters that the raids on his father's home and office were disgusting and absolutely absurd so you think that your your father is not mr four seasons total landscaping i'm not even doing this andrew giuliani will not be the next mayor of new york i'm the next governor of, of new york you can mark my words now another thing that i wanted to bring to your attention now you may not have heard but it's, it's sort of important joe biden and kamala harris released their taxes on, on tax day oh shit <laughs> you know you always like there's some that there's that one thing uh tax day was yesterday uh that's the latest day that you should have submitted them um if you have not done them it's already been extended you're already late you're getting hit with the penalty okay that's that get those taxes and do not run from the irs alex um i thought it was notable to say that uh it's interesting what we know from the, the from the taxes that were were released which i just think that's 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 nice of them to do that you didn't have to do it uh it was not asked of you but it's nice of of you to do that um what we do know that kamala harris and and doug her husband doug emhoff earned more than the bidens with a seven figure earnings both the first and second family's tax returns uh revealed losses of income since uh that they've been in the white house so they have being in the white house has not necessarily been to their benefit and i think that's the point there imagine taking a job running a country and making less Unless your entire plan is to profit off of the country, then you're like our last president. But I mean, who, who and me? All right. Um, <laughs> details, right? Details. Uh, Vice President Harris and husband, uh, Imhoff earned more than double what President Joe Biden and Jill Biden, Jill Biden earned in 2020. The first and second families um, released their tax returns Monday, revealing that Harris and Imhoff earned $1.7 million last year and paid a federal income tax rate of 36.7%. Equal to me. So y'all, they, y'all made way more than me in plan, paying the same tax rate. The Bidens earned $600,000 and paid a tax rate of 20, 25.9%. Uh, the first couple's income dropped during their run for the White House. The Bidens had previously earned nearly $1 million in 2019. The decline was due to fewer paid speaking engagements due to COVID and the former vice president's successful run for the White House. Um, <clears throat> Harrison Imhoff earned a joint $3.1 million in 2019, but Imhoff took a leave from his position as an attorney with DLA Piper once Harris was named the Democratic vice presidential candidate. Uh, the, the closure, uh, disclosure of these tax Returns from the White House is a stark contrast from obviously the previous administration, and they're being hailed for restoring a norm that was necessary. I agree 100%. We're grateful for them for them uh, for doing that, and uh, that's what we want to see from our politicians. That's why y'all are here, not to just to do what you want to do, but to do things for us. All right. Uh, more of the nation in a moment and then uh, we wrap things up. Did you know y'all rock with me? Keep it lunch right here, Boss FM Talk, QR1. We got a lot done today. I'm gonna just say that. Show's not over, but we 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 have accomplished a lot today and I, I wanna thank y'all. Alright, so some of the things uh TI and and Tiny are responding. Um I'm 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 gonna save that for our cabinet later in the week. Um But things that you should know if you've been you know your head's been in the sand or you're back at work and you've been stuck in zoom calls a naomi campbell uh who's 50 years old just welcomed her first child a baby girl she posted the picture on instagram so cute cute little feet um don't look like some white feet but you know we all look white kind of when we come out a beautiful little blessing has chosen me to be her mother so honored to have this gentle soul in my life there are no words to describe the lifelong bond that i now share with you my angel there is no greater love she captioned a photo of her holding the newborn's feet it is unclear who the father is and whether campbell gave birth 
hired a surrogate or adopted the little one. A source exclusively tells Page Six that Naomi has been wanting to be a mother for a long time and it finally happened. She's the godmother to many friends and family's kids and has always looked forward to the day of starting her own family. Uh, of course, everybody was, uh, oh my goodness, she's so cute. Congratulations, lady. Love you. Love you. Love you. Andy Cohen chimed in, question mark, question mark, nosy ass. Um, Coda Cotby, who became a mom at age 52 when she adopted daughter Haley Joy in 2017, teared up on Tuesday's Today Show. While speaking about Naomi's new baby and reflecting on the first time she was able to tell a stranger that she was a mother, she said, literally, I dead stopped when that woman asked me, do you have kids? And I looked at her and I go, I do. The dramatics of morning uh, television. Congratulations are in order to Naomi Campbell, though, because I think that's hot. Um, so this happening uh, <laughs> across the pond, several Chinese students have uh, catch catch this one. Now, who who stereotypically loves fried chicken? Right? Who owns that? Who lives with that? Who's whose lives? dictate that we are stuck to a life of fried chicken and collard greens and Kool-Aid. That's what we like. Several Chinese students have been arrested after one of them successfully exploited a bug in KFC software, granting them free food. Now, I want to be clear that these Asian boys scammed KFC for fried chicken. Let's let's call them who they are. Zhu found uh, <laughs> that if he switched between the KFC app and the company's store on WeChat, a Chinese social media platform that encompasses just about every facet of online life, he could generate unlimited free food vouchers. As a result, Zhu was able to place an order using the voucher, even though it was showing up as an un- unused in his account. Um, at this point, he started to share the method with four friends who are thought to have racked up around $15,500 worth euros worth of free food between them. Now, Zoo soon got greedy and started to sell his ill-gotten free food to his friends and classmates at knockdown rates. Eventually, having flown too close to the sun, his operation was rumbled. KFC caught wind and all five students were taken to court, where it was ruled that the five had committed fraud and they were sentenced to 15 to 30 months behind bars and will pay fines on top of that. Greedy much? It wasn't uh, at least at least we're not serving fifteen to thirty months over fried chicken and, and and you my black brother, my black sister, I thank you for that. I thank you for that. <laughs> so if you switch back between like WeChat is nothing like anything we have in the States. It's nothing like they have everything, like they can pay their bills, they got fashion, they have clothes, they chat, they do everything. They do Twitter, Zara, Target, and Amazon, like all in one app. But if you could switch back and forth from like the KFC app to Uber and generate free fr- vouchers, would you tell anybody else? Would you tell people that you were stealing free fried chicken with your black ass? <laughs> We're going to wrap this up in a minute. Uh, my number, 844-866-8833. Amuted Nation on Twitter and Instagram. I, you know, I never just sit and reflect at the joy that it gives me to be able to do this and to serve, you know, people, uh, a community uh, that wants to change things, right? A, a, a community of listeners that decides to be vocal when it's necessary. That's what the Amuted Nation is all about. You are a part of that nation. So come back tomorrow. Same time, same place, right here, 1 p.m. Eastern on Boss FM Talk, uh, UNR1. I'm also on your podcast app, any podcast app, Unmuted Nation. Search us, find us, love us, hug us. All right. Remember, today is greater. Believe it, speak it, and live it. You have to make the choice to be great, and your situation is not your destination. Go and make it your motivation. I'm back with you tomorrow. Uh, continuous talk and black news happens here on Boss FM Talk UNR1. I love you. Have a great day. Yes. Unmuted Nation and the Unmuted Nation podcast are registered trademarks. Each show is broadcast and powered by Boss FM. For more information on the show, podcast, or advertising, email show at unmutednation.com.